It's been a few weeks, so I hope that you have the pages. Now, from now on, Bez Hashem, you can always get them. If you're on the thing, you can, you can get them and print them up at home. We're preparing to to learn the halachas. As you already have the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch here, which we're going to get to, Mitzvah Shem. Probably, maybe today we're going to get to, maybe not. If not, we'll start that with that next time. What we were talking about was the was the comment that was made by the Ramchal in Derech Yitzchayim Ki diya sa'emes mechazekes haneshama umrachekes mimena hayetzo v'adai. Ramchal says that although we're tempted to avoid the truth, and there's something there's something very very attractive about not finding out the truth. There's something very attractive about that, and the and the rai is though that most of us uh, spend a great part of our lives avoiding the truth. But the Ramchal says, "Idia semes mechazekes haneshama." Thank you. So there are painful truths about our bodies. I don't mean anything ugly, but Hashem's expectation of how Jews, <coughs> males in particular, how we treat our bodies, how we view our bodies, how we understand the Kedusha of, of our bodies, the Kedusha Sabris. And and Ramchal is saying, he's not speaking in, the, he's speaking in general, not in the context of Shemir Sabris, he's speaking in general. He says that when a person, the Neshama wants to be in a place that's true. And when a person knows the truth, it's mechazekis on Neshama. Short term, it might shock you. And we're going to be learning some things that might in the beginning be shocking. But long term, it's mechazekis on Neshama, umrachekis mimen and it helps a person to contend with the Yetzirah. Just old-fashioned, fighting the Yetzirah. When you know the truth, and when you understand how I'm equipped to deal with this truth, so then you're able to engage in that battle with the Yetzirah. I'm just reviewing. There is nothing that weakens... The neshama that disarms and weakens the neshama as kichsarn hayidia as not knowing, as just not knowing, ignorance. Vim haisa hayidia rechava vaomedes alev bnei haadam, and if a Jew would know the truth, and he would think about it, and he would understand, it, and he would, and he would. He would expand himself in that world of the truth that, that, that he knows. He says a very strong thing. He wouldn't sin. If we would know the truth, he says we wouldn't sin. That's a very strong thing to say. So since I, I'm assuming that you're all malachim and tzaddikim and so on, but 
since there is uh, an inclination that, that most of us have to sin every now and then, some more, some less, but <coughs> sinning is a, generally a pretty popular pastime. So it must be, according to Dom Chal is saying, is that we're missing something, not, not in terms of what we desire, what we want. We just don't know the, we don't know the truth. <coughs> and we need to know the truth. Now, that's what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago before Yantiv. And here the problem um, began from the beginning of our education. I'm not talking about Balichuva. Balichuva were exposed to different things when they were younger. But those who grew up in Yeshiva were not told the truth. Not that we were told necessarily things that were untrue. It's just that it's an uncomfortable subject to discuss. It makes it, it makes everybody uncomfortable. Uh, one of one of the chaver that grew up in Williamsburg shared with me at, at the end of the last year that that when he was in yeshiva when he was a kid, they would just play a tape of the Satmar of Shusikhan crying about this Indian of of Pagam Habris. They would put the kids in a, in a room. Think about this. They would put the kids in their room, and they would just put on this <coughs> tape of the Satmar being crying about Oisaha Chet you know the the known sin and what the and what, uh, and what he was telling me was that like the boys they don't know like what's the known sin <laughs> what's the known sin <laughs> what exactly is there to be talking about they just know he was very upset about it and it's, oh, oh, have you ever heard his, his voice and, you know and, and, and he was the real he was the real thing you know he's howling and crying can you imagine and they put a couple of hundred kids, or maybe a couple of thousand kids, I don't know how it was, really telling me. They put a lot of kids into the room, and they're ever crying and screaming, Gavald, 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 during Shavavim, you know. <laughs> they don't know what Shavavim is, they don't know what the Chaita Yidua, the Chaita Yidua, the known sin. What is that, like voting Republican? Or, <laughs> what's the Chaita Yidua? What's the Chaita Yidua? You know, not, not having a potato kugel? What's the Chaita Yidua? <laughs> The oven, the oven, the chait, what's the sin? The known sin. So the, and the oilm there felt, I guess the Hanhala felt, that the kids heard from the rabbi himself, even though he was not, wasn't alive, he was no longer alive. But they heard, they heard the tape of the rabbi himself saying, that crying, crying from the chait you do, the chait you do, and that that would be sufficient for all the boys to go through the rest of their lives, never ever... Getting involved in the hate ayudua shayenoyudua. That was that was the hope. Uh, apparently, it hasn't worked out necessarily. Not there, not anywhere else. And it wouldn't make a difference if they and if they had Moshe on the tape because the Sadam Rebbe is pretty pretty. That's pretty good that we have tapes of the Sadam Rebbe. But Hashem, there's such a thing as a few tapes. But even if he had Moshe Rabbeinu on a recording, and Moshe Rabbeinu himself would be saying cheva cheva ayachet ayudua. Watch out, it's bad. It's going to mess up your whole life. You're not going to be able to be married in a healthy, normal way because of Chaita Yadua. That doesn't help us. And maybe it did work for some people at some point in, in time. <coughs> but as we learned a few weeks ago, right before Yantiv, in general, in the, in the non Chasidish yeshivas, in general, and, and in many of the Chasidish yeshivas, it was just not dealt with at all. And the feeling was, as I mentioned last time, the feeling was, it's brought down to some of the Svarma, some of the Bali Musa, some of the Mashgichim, is that it's better not to bring these subjects up and they'll, they'll hear from their parents or they'll pick up on it somewhere along the way, which, which they do, but it's usually on the way to school in the bus and stuff like that. And, um, 
It would have just the opposite effect. In other words, if we bring up this subject in school and we talk to the kids about it, it's going to get them more excited and more interested, and then and then we're going to have we're going to have problems. <clears throat> so that so traditionally, traditionally over time, it, it was not directly addressed. I don't remember ever in yeshiva. I have there are many other here that went to yeshiva. I don't remember ever a rabbi talking to us about this. Right? Anybody that went to yeshiva, Phil Binyan Benish, and any other chavi here. You, you remember t- anybody speaking to us in Yeshiva about Shmir Zabriz or Glush Zabriz? I don't remember such a conversation. Talk. Jeff, you heard? In Yeshiva? Sure, kids talk about it. Huh? I'm not for the guys. <laughs> All the guys talk about it. I'm not talking about the guys. Marish, you remember in Yeshiva, like a Rebbe talking about it? We didn't, no one spoke to us about it. We didn't speak about it. And it was kind of, it was just uh, something that's there, and you know. I hope it works out, guys, and <laughs> figure it out. So, but, but even the Mashgiach that I quoted last time, who passed away not so long ago, Abdov Yafa, it's a big tzaddik, uh, even, even Abdov Yafa said that, that the street of Tavshin Ayin, Zayin Ayin Ches, that the street is not the same street as it was when we were growing up 30, 40, 50 years ago, the world is a different world. What I want to do, what I want to begin with to enter into this difficult sugya of learning the halachas is look at the page that you have in front of you. It says, HaKadusha Yisod HaYisodis. There was a remarkable exception in our generation. And many of you have learned his farm over the years. And that's the Nesiva Shalom. Bechlal, he was a remarkable person. He was a, a, a nace of a person, the, the son of a rabbi. And he went to places that other people didn't go to. He spoke about things that others were afraid to talk about. And, and he has, uh, we have from him, if you can get it, it would be very good. We're going to be learning different pieces there over the, over the years in Medjushan. There's a contrast of talks that he gave for the days of Shavuot. We have a contrast. And and what's remarkable about it is it's not tires. You have from the Sabbath Rabbi also on Shavuot. From all the Siddiquim, there, uh, there are a lot of tires on Shavuot, but they're tires. But the Shlonim of the Nesiv Shalom spoke to the Barchim. And he, ins- he had meetings with the Barchim. He spoke to Barchim about it. And he instructed his Rebbeim also to, to work with guys and to talk to them about this Indian of Chaita Yedur. And to and to begin to to begin to discuss the things in a more direct way. So, <clears throat> let's just look a little bit. In what you have in front of you, the first page says, "I kedusha this." This is from the kuntres of Shayavim, from the Sonam Rebbe from Tzivus And basically, this was what he established would be an important part of the yeshiva of the curriculum of the yeshiva. This would be part of the curriculum of the yeshiva. And an, an objective and a, a goal of the yeshiva would be to help the Bachran look at this as something which is not dirty and bad and disgusting, but to look at it in a healthy and proper way. Kedusha Sabris and Shemir Sabris. It's quite revolutionary. And if you would have seen this on Rabbi, you wouldn't think that he was so modern. He was very modern in his sensibilities. So let's just look a little bit. Hazman Grama, you may him. The Daber ul is The time has come, the time of Shavim, to speak. 
and to be mischazek, to be strengthened. Binyone hachatoim hayiduim ubilti yiduim. Sins regarding matters that are open and obvious and things that are not out in the open. Imbainus, imbirotsen, sins that are being committed either baones or against a person's will, under duress, whatever it might be, and berotsen, and with intent and will. Bonus, he could be referring to the fact that a person uh, has a V.S. carry, you know, during the night when he's sleeping. Not because he committed a sin, it's just that there's a spilling of seed during his sleep and so on. Mm-hmm. So things happen. In Ba'inus and Baratzen. Because each person knows within his own soul. These are things that each person knows himself. And who could say, I'm totally pure of these things? According to the Rizal, we know that the weeks of Shavuot, those weeks during the winter, are especially, especially a big ace Watson, a time to work on these problems. But of course, every time is a, is a good time, but especially those weeks. Vain in Yonam Rak Chuvalasakin is over. And the Indian a lot of people think that Shovavim heard about Shovavim, especially by the Svardim, where it was very strong. The part that they heard uh, in certain circles in Narcissel, I'm not saying them especially in Narcissel, what they heard about Shovavim was the fasting the fasting of Shovavim and and the extra slichas and so on. It was the the the, uh, the punishment. The self punishments and so on. And he says, but, but, but the Rebbe says, no, that's, uh, I'm not just talking about tshuva, tshuva to fix what happened in the past by fasting and tormenting ourselves and so on. The main thing is, the Rebbe says, the main thing is, but how do we address, how do we cure what's the actual what's causing this problem? How do we get to the bottom of it? To, to work on curing the, the, the problem. Not just gewalt, 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 and how you have to fast, and you have to, and you should know that if this was, if it would be according to what uh, it says in the swarm, you'd, you, you wouldn't be eating another day of your life. And most people now in our generation wouldn't, wouldn't be able to eat most of their life. If you'd follow the amount of time years that you have fasting for these things. The ikir in our generation is to concentrate elabikir lerape gorme hamachla vilaakar leakar sarabi shasha. And when you this this goes back to what the Ramchal was saying about knowing the truth. Once you know the truth, you understand the truth, then you can begin to work on what the sickness is, what this machla is. It's causing unbelievable hardships for the boys and for the men and their marriages and life to understand what the machla is. And then, it's possible, once you understand the problem, once you understand the Indian, then it's possible to uproot the machla. The matter itself of Brizis, of course, is, is an Indian of Kedusha. We're going to be in the week of Yesod. In a few weeks is the week of Yesod. As we get closer to Shuas, we get, after Rabbi Shemin, then we get to, after Haid, we get to Yisod, which is the which is the Inyan Kedusha Sabris, in Sirius Omer, which is also a very very powerful time to make these tikkunim, to work on these things, Sirius Omer in general, but especially 
especially from after Lag Bayerman on, it's a very strong time to work on these inyanim. There's tremendous here to the Shemaya. The Indian of Yisod, which is an Indian of Kedush, it's a Midah, it's a Midah, it's one of the Midahs HaNefesh. We're going to learn a lot about the Midah of Yisod. We're going to be spending a lot, a lot of time understanding the Midah of Yisod. We're not going to be talking about sexuality. That's, that's the last part of it. In Kedusha, what's the Midah of Yisod? To communicate, to be able to talk with a person, to, to understand each other, husband, wife, parents, and children. The Midah of Yisod, in Kedusha, it's a big, big thing. It, it, it's manifested in our physical lives with that particular union of the bris. But it means bris. It means a covenant. It means a connection. It means being connected to Hashem, being connected to a wife, to a kid, to a friend. It means connectedness, connectedness. It's a midah that's Kaddish. But in the midah of Yisrael, there could be, and there, there could be something that's not functioning. There's a malfunction in the midah of Yisrael. Something's malfunctioning, and that materializes with begam habris, with begam habris, either with oneself or with other people, chalila, begam habris. But there's something malfunctioning in the midah of Yisod. And if we understand what the problem is, it can be addressed, and it can be uprooted. It can be uprooted. Most of what we, if you eventually hear something about this Indian is usually about how to deal with symptoms, but not to uproot the problem. It's dealing, dealing with symptoms. And it's very different, of course, because, as you know, when it comes to chemotherapy, for instance, nobody ever needs such a thing. But when it comes to chemotherapy, when you're trying to kill the bad cells, right? But everybody knows that it has ever had the misfortune of being in this ASIC with family or friends, or God forbid with yourself, or that you're also killing healthy cells, right? So we're talking about it really for an entire year. You're also killing healthy cells, along with the cells that are not going well. And unfortunately, when the sickness is already at a certain stage of development, if you get somebody that's, God forbid, like in stage four, Hashem Yerachim, then when the person's in that place, so then you attack the sick cells, and what usually happens, unfortunately, I don't know, tragically, is that you might get that, and then, like two weeks later, the doctor calls you into the office, and it's like now it's over. It moved over there, right? so it comes out in different. It just comes out someplace else. And the reason is because the chemotherapy, in many many instant many cases, especially in particular types of cancer, it's not oikiras harami shorsha. It's not un, It's not uprooting the ra. It's just. It's just mm, killing the superficial manifestation of the Ra. So Mimela, the Shirish is still there, and it's scary because that can come out like, it could be quiet, it could be in remission for five years, for six years. It could be in remission. There's a very dear friend of ours who had, she had, she had breast cancer, and, and they said that if it's quiet for seven years, this goes back some time, if it's quiet for seven years, say that, you're okay. Two weeks before the seven years are up. Mm-hmm. And not that seven years is exactly pinklich, but it was two weeks before the seven years, and she was like, her and her husband were like, mamish, they were in such a high place, they hadn't been, because they felt like, we got it, we got it, and the doctors were saying, we got it, it's, it's going to be good, it's going to be good, it was already a long time, it was already a shmita. two weeks before the seven years were up, it came out, and she died three weeks later. It came out with such uh, a mamish, a kahas, like of somebody who was held back for a long time. 
And that happens also with this Indian. <coughs> so you could, you could address the symptom and the person can hold back, but then it can come out like out of remission. This Indian of Pagama Bris can come out of remission in very crazy ways, in very unhealthy and crazy ways. <clears throat> so if you're only going to address the, the symptom, like, uh, and, and, and look, people are not trained in these things. People like ourselves, they're not professionals. They're trained not in the ruchnis of it, not in the gashnis of it. It's very hard to be able to know of anything other than the symptoms and how to try yeah. to treat a symptom. But the Rebbe is talking about using Torah, which we have. We have Baruch Hashem. We're going to be learning. We're not going to be doing anything secular. We're going to be doing everything in Torah. First of all, I don't know the secular stuff. That's, that's, the, that's one of the main reasons. <laughs> I don't know it, so why should I try to teach it if I don't know it? I don't know it. I dabbled in a little bit, but I, I didn't have the Cheshach for it. There are other things that secular things that I got fablanged in, but not this Indian. <laughs> and <clears throat> that's the first thing. The second thing is Lotsuchim. Lotsuchim. We don't need to. We don't need to. You'll see. We don't need to. There's, there's much, much, much in Torah. And if sometimes you need a little bit of something to look into, so it can speak to a God fearing professional that could help and get some H's, which I'll give over to the heaven. <coughs> but, but we don't need to. It's in Torah. Rabbi Yashabir Zechon Levracha spoke about that and it's printed in Al Tshuva that Salvechik spoke about how you know Chazal tell us there are certain people that apostle Aidas, right? They're disqualified as Aidim. So Afri Chayon, right? The guys that are the pigeons there. Sending out the, uh, what are they called? The, yeah, those pigeons. Racing pigeons. Yeah, racing pigeons. Or Masachi Bakubia, gambling, right? There are people, there are people at the Apostle Aedas. So the Gemara then wants to know, so how, like, what, what, when can this guy ever be accepted as an aid? Like, when is he Kasha for Aedas? He stopped gambling. So when is he Kasha for So the Gemara makes it clear, and Rabbi Yosheba talks about this when he speaks about, uh, the, like Rabbi Yon talks about, to be Oika the Ra. And the Gemara says that it, that, that, it's not enough if he has his kubiot, if he has his dice, like in the drawer in his house. So, like, throw them into the ocean. Come on, I'm finished with it. It's not that he, it's not that he, you know, he has it in his drawer. Because if you have it there, then you haven't been oike the ra. It's just, it's in remission. Gambling's in remission, right? So, the issue is how to be oike this Indian. How to, how to remove the sick part of gamma bris? while keeping, of course, the Kedusha of Briz, marriage and, and a healthy sexual relationship, how to keep that without, destru- without, without God forbid, destroying the healthy part, and by, but by being able to get rid of the sick part. The sick part. That's the, that's the goal. That's the objective. Tshuva is refuah. Refuah means that, it means that, that there's a complete cure, not remission. Not that it's going to come back. It's gone. So, not that a person will be, until the day that a person dies, we have to always be watchful. But, that there should be a refuah from this Indian. It's very hard to talk about these things. 
לבושן חז"ל, תמיהני אם יש בדור הזה מי שיוכיח. חז"ל say that, do we have any more, even back then they were wondering in our generation, is there somebody that knows how to really give מוסר? You know, to be מוכיח, to, to talk to one Jew to another about his, about his sins. אך אוי יויסם איזה קושה השתיקה. But the Rebbe says, but it's more difficult to remain silent. At this point, it's more difficult to remain silent. This is probably around 30 years ago, something like that. At this point, it's more difficult to remain silent. If the Yetzirah, the Manuvel, is the Yetzirah, Manuvel is uh, like a low life. The Yetzirah is called a Manuvel. In if the Manuvel has attacked you, has, has accosted you, the Manuvel, the Yetzirah is after you, what should you do with the Yetzirah? So it says a funny thing. The Gemara says, Mashchela b'samadrish. Take into b'samadrish. Now, we heard that sentence from the Gemara. Again, those who grew up in Yeshiva heard that sentence thousands of times. And the way, the way we were taught in Yeshiva was that when you feel the Sahara, what do you do? Just learn. Just go learn. Say that. And that's a very, very big thing. There's no question about it. But that was it. That's all we were told, is that don't, don't think about it, don't discuss it, don't... don't just just go to learn. But the Rebbe says that, of course, that's not the full meaning of the Maimon Chazal, Because it didn't have to say, Like, take a cold shower, you know. Open up the in Pogabacha, if the maneuver has attacked you, if the eighth is to learn a black Gemara, which is a very powerful thing, no question. Rabbi Salsanta spoke about it, no, and all the Sadiqim talk about it, there's no question. The, the, the Rebbe Abunab Shishcha, all the Sadiqim, Sadiqim, and the Misnagim, everybody agrees. <coughs> it's a tremendous kayach of learning. To pour you, throw yourself into the learnings, for sure. But it could have said, Lechle Besamedrish. The Yetzirah attacks you, go to Besamedrish and learn. It doesn't say that. What does it say? Mashchei ulebeis hamadrash. So what's, what does that mean, Mashchei ulebeis hamadrash? It means pull him, pull him in, the Yitzhar, into Bishamadrash. You would think it would say, Lozen, outside the Bishamadrash, leave him outside the Bishamadrash. What Mashchei ulebeis hamadrash? To bring him into the Bishamadrash? Mashchei ulebeis hamadrash. Chazal have such an amazing way of talking. They were so honest. But they, but they want us to be real and to think about what does that mean? doesn't say go to the Besa Madras. Whatever's wrong, just go to the Besa Madras. Run to the Besa Madras. So the Tzadik of Moshe Binder was a big Slonim at Tzadik. He said, No, go to Go to the Beis HaMedrash, because there, in the Beis HaMedrash, we're going to talk about it. Can you imagine? We're going to learn about it. And we're going to think of things that we can do to fight against it. Not to run away from it in the Beis HaMedrash. To, to address the issue in the Beis HaMedrash. Not, not in the psychology books, not in the television, not to, not to Google, you know, dot com or something. <laughs> no, no, no. That's exactly what I'm talking about. In the Swarm. The Tzaddik, I'm not afraid to talk about it. 
Chazal are not afraid to talk about it. Chazal are brutally honest. We're going to see. Wait till you see some of the things that they say. They're brutally honest, Chazal. They have no hang-ups. They're totally open about this stuff, 1,000%. We have the hang-ups and all that stuff. So we left this stuff outside the base of measures. And then we, and we figure, hey, if I go to the base of measures, we just will somehow avoid the problem. <clears throat> And you'd think that we're modern people and that that attitude is, you know, has disappeared. It's not. It's still very prevalent, that attitude. Just just, just uh, keep on doing the mitzvahs and keep on learning and it's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. And, and without being cynical, you know, it hasn't really worked out much. It doesn't work out. Even with some of the finest Talmud who know how to learn and spend their whole lives in the Vismanus. It doesn't mean that this Indian is working out. The fact that a person knows a lot and he learned a lot doesn't mean that this is working out. So Rabbi Moshe Minda, he says straight, Moshe Chel means take this issue into, into the base measures. That's what we're doing here. Take it into the base measures. Take it in, talk about it, learn about it with the Chavit. Moshe Chel Bessem Adrish. Hainu heichen shedarshem v'inyano. Shedarshem v'inyano. Al tach and through our learning to understand what are the strategies of the Yetzirah, to understand the enemy. When, there, when there's a war that's going to take place, the, the, the most important thing is that they sit in those big rooms, all the generals and all the big people and all the, the, the Cheshava, you know, guys that know all this stuff, and they, and they, and they to understand the enemy, no? Even when you, even when you go to, the, to something silly like the Super Bowl, if you're going to be playing uh, against the other team, the, the, I don't know what they, know who explains to these morons like what, what the, how you talk to these guys, but I think the quarterback has to be a little bit of a balseich, at least to figure, to understand some of the plays and something. The rest of them, I think they just yell at them and they, whatever. But, but even if you're getting ready like for a foot, even if you're preparing for a football game, you have to understand the enemy, no? I remember reading that when, that, that, that they, they would, they would study films. They would look at these films like for, for weeks and weeks, even if you were only like in third place because you might get to this and then and to, and to be able to see like the exact moves of this guy and that guy. Mm. You, have to, you have to understand your opponent. You have to understand the opponent. Traditionally we were told, no, 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 don't talk about the opponent. Don't think about the opponent. Don't look at the opponent. So what happens if the opponent, like, gets to me? No, sorry. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about him. If I don't understand my enemy, the whole Hatzlach that we have in Israel, Hatzlach, even though there are terrible things that are happening, but it would be a million times worse, God forbid. It's because the Israelis have unbelievable intelligence. The intelligence. Those are the most harsh of the people. You don't see them walking around with grenades and with rifles. Those are the guys that are sitting and they're figuring it out before it happens, right? <clears throat> to understand the enemy. To understand. Once you understand the enemy, you understand what the enemy is about, and you understand the tachabulais. It says impossible tachabulais to Hassan Muhammad. A war is a, a war is won because of strategy. Strategy, not like in the like in the old days. It was always a galechta. I mean, I, when I was a kid, we see these movies, like in the British, like they had in the old days how they used to fight. You ever see that? I never understood like the, what the Indian was that they used to like march at each other. <laughs> and how do you get to be in the first row? Like why? We, 
I'm sure that every year figure out a way I like to be in the ninth row. <laughs> what do you, why, why would you want to be in the first row? That's the worst place to be. And all these guys like just marching at each other. And then they start, I don't know, sh- when they had guns, they start to shoot. Before they had guns, they start with the knives or with the spears. They start, and then everybody starts like howling and screaming and fighting and stuff like that. And the Indians, like they saw this, when because they, the, the Americans were raised with the, with the British Mahalach. And the British Mahalach was that Mahalach, which is like, so the Indians, like, they're standing on mountains with, you know, with arrows, and they're killing everybody, and it's like a galaf. They were joke. They're making jokes <laughs> to each other. See these? It's like in Pchel, the Americans. <laughs> they come like this. No, the Indians never did that. The Indians are always... So the Americans had a hard time. They had to very quickly learn that it doesn't work anymore, the British thing. It doesn't go. Sorry, I learned that. Traditional British warfare doesn't work. And, and uh, we have to think of something else, because the Indians, they have, they have all these takbulais. They have... They have different chachmas they have. And they looked at them as savages, and, they were, and the Americans would make fun, the British would make fun of the Indians, but the Indians had chachmas. They understood the terrain, they know the area, they know the neighborhood, they know the weather, they understand what's going on. It's the same thing when it comes. Mashchelu besamedrash means to understand the enemy. To understand the, the enemy. That's what the Rebbe is saying. That's what he brings from Rabbi Shemidna. And once you understand the tachbulos, the strategy of the enemy, then you can come up with eitzes. Then you can come up with ideas, with, with practical ideas, with eitzes. And since this midah of yesod, of kedusha sabris, yesod, is one of the fundamental yesodas, Shalnakulis Rabbi Sanhim, he's talking about that Sadiq from that base Madrash of Salonim. But you see that you see that the Salonim Islam talk about this openly. Talk about it openly. There were certain Sadiqim that and certain Khsidhas that they spoke about it openly. <clears throat> Others were more discreet about it. But here it's open in Slonim, in Breslov. You see Mamish to talk open. Chabad na. Chabad is much more discreet. Much, much more discreet. Maybe privately when they would speak the Mashpia. <coughs> but in the Swarm it's much more discreet. That's the Teva of Chabad Swarm. But, but depending upon which Chatzir, which Chassidus, that they spoke more openly in the Swarm about it. Umaran Admor Omar Biranovich. And the, and the Rebbe, the Sivish was talking about the Beis Avram, Omar Pambi Yeshiva Biranovich. He said that the Yesidus of the Yeshiva are two Yesidus, these are the two Yesidus we were talking about months ago, Emuna and Shmiras Briskardish. Emuna and Kedusha, right? Emuna and Shmiras Briskardish. Those are the two Yesidus. Emuna and Shmiras Briskardish. Those are the two foundations of the Yeshiva. Emuna and Shmiras Briskardish. The Zuma Torah Yeshiva. And the Rebbe said, and this is the objective of, of our Yeshiva. Of course, to learn Torah. But the Torah should be learned in holiness. Because we'll see, and we're going to learn about this, how when the Torah is being learned not with Kedush and Tahara, it doesn't have the effect, it doesn't penetrate. One of the most obvious reasons why we're not producing in our times 
Well, we're not mass producing in our times. Based upon the amount of hours that the guys are spending in yeshivas nowadays, we should be mass producing Rebchaim Kanievskis. We should be having, we should be having, you know, Ravel coming up all the time. There's never been as much time to learn as now. Because, because years ago, you know, to, they, had, they had to contend with many, many other challenges and difficulties just to be alive and to survive. Life is very good now, and the guys are told, learn, learn, learn. Everybody's learning in yeshiva. So you would think that we would be having, like all over, Moshe Feinstein's or Byron Cutler's, we'd be having a, we'd be having a, you know, Klosenberger Rebbe, a Satin Rebbe, a Lubavitcher Rebbe is coming up, and it's not, it's not happening. Not that we don't have Siddiquim, but it's, uh, it's not. <clears throat> from all the boys that are coming out from yeshiva, from the amount that go into yeshiva, and what happens when they come out from yeshiva, something is not working. And it's not just a matter of curriculum. The curriculum is a curriculum. It's, 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 it's Shas and Poskim. It's Torah. Something's not going right. And when one wants to be really, really honest about it, you'll see that there are certain basics of Yiddishkeit that the girls seem to be p- picking up more than the guys. The girls seem to be getting more than the guys certain things about what it means to be a Jew. So the wife is frustrated why her husband is not going to Dove. Why her husband doesn't seem to be learning. She thought he was like the third best guy in Yeshiva or something. And he doesn't seem to care much about learning and so on. There are things that they've picked up on that the guys are not picking up on. Or the guys are not taught, whatever it is. But the, but the problem, of course, is that the elephant in the room, I think that's the expression, that for something that's very, very big and very obvious but no one wants to talk about, is that the girls, for the most part, are not contending with this issue of Kedusha. The girls are mostly very, very, very sweet and innocent and nice. Not that they don't have their challenges, especially in our times, they also have their challenges, but most of the, the reason they have challenges is because they have some chaza that's after her. I mean, let's just talk amongst the guys. She wouldn't have that. She'd just be a nice girl. But uh, the boys have this elephant in the room. And, and when the Torah is being learned not in the way of Kedusha and Tahara, uh, it doesn't have the same impact. Very, very far. It just doesn't have the same impact. How do you produce a Satmarov? How do you produce a Rimnitzer? How do you produce a Babasali, you know? Without Kedusha and Tahara, it's not just to have a big brain, to be smart. There are Jews, Jews are smart people. There are Jews now that have brains like those brains, but but Rebham Kanevsky is not just about having a big brain. It's an Ishkadosh. Rav Yosef was an Ish Kaddish. The Sam Rebbe was an Ish Kaddish. Ish Kaddish, these are holy people. So you could be the smartest guy in the world, and you could put in tons of hours. But if the maneuver is, if the maneuver is, uh, if the Yitzhahara is, is uh, successful with you, and has ripped, away, ripped out your Kedusha, taken away Kedusha from your life, then you can't make a Reb Chaim Kanievsky. You can't make a Sat Meri Yivon Macham Lachaim. You can't make a Reb Yashem like that. The Baba Sali, the Kedusha. You can't make. You can't. That, 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 that doesn't go with the Eitzar. Doesn't work with the Eitzar. These were people of Kedusha and Tahar. They're not Talmudic scholars. They're people of Kedusha and Tahar. We're going to learn a lot about that. That in the absence of Kedusha and Tahara, 
The Torah doesn't. The Torah is at odds with Tumi. You understand? The Torah is at odds. More than anything, the Torah is at odds with this pagam, pagam habriz. It's the opposite. The Torah is the opposite of that of that hashchasa, and therefore they don't dwell together. The Shechina does not does not come to dwell ba'aser pogim. It's language of the Zohar. Shariah doesn't dwell. The Shechina is not sure ba'aser pogim in a place that is pogum, that is damaged. And it's talking about this pogum. The Shechina doesn't. The Shechina is from Mokum Noki, Mokum that's clean, that's tahar. The Shechina doesn't go, doesn't, doesn't hang out in such a place. Hashem's always with us. And B'tumoschem, and B'tumayseichem, the Shechina always stays with us and always loves us. Hashem always loves us. But godless in Torah, greatness in Torah, greatness, and that the tefillah should be answered strong and clear and so on, that, that's something that depends upon a, a gufnaki, a body that's clean. Something, a person that's clean. So there could be tons of learning. And there's never been more yeshiva, and there's never been more hours of guys that are sitting in yeshiva than now. And there are a number of reasons for the, for what's happening, but the one that is the elephant in the room that no one's talking about is this problem of gamma bris. If you're walking through bismarus and the guys are 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 tzibrochen from the, from what's happening in their in their private lives, and and. The Rebbe says, therefore, Yisoydes HaYeshiva, the foundation of HaYeshiva is Emuna, Emuna, that's the other problem. <coughs> that, that, that's what we discuss more openly all the time outside of this Chabura, that's the meaning of Emuna. And, and Shemir Yisbis Kodesh, Zumat Torah HaYeshiva, Shiyamudu Bat Torah B'Kedusha B'Tahara. The goal of HaYeshiva is that we should learn Torah, but we should learn Torah B'Kedusha B'Tahara. That's the goal of HaYeshiva. Now, whether they're succeeding in that HaYeshiva, I, I don't know what's happening in the yeshiva there. It's a beautiful place. I visited there two or three times. I don't know. But that's the goal. That the learning should be of Kedusha V'tahar. Min ha'rori lahari chesadivar al-udni deshami. He says, min ha'rori, it's proper. Because of Moshchei Lebe Samedrish. Lahari chesadivar, to speak extensively. But to speak to ears that are listening. Udni deshami means ears that are listening. The Rebbe is saying, I'm not, this not uh, for fun. We're talking about something very serious. And to explain the eights that are found in the Svarim, that we have in the Svarim and that we've heard orally from Sadiqim, to explain them. Just finish this little paragraph. For all those who are seeking closeness to God. To learn in a state of purity, as is the will of God, and all those who fear Him. And may the merit of all of our holy rabbis protect us, all those who want this, to want to learn Not just because you want to save us something fancy, you want to show you're smart, or because you were told that you have to know Torah or whatever, but because you want to learn you want to be close to Hashem and wrote sim liritzos or at least want to want lios nizar v'nishmar mikol sigul pagam to be careful and to be guarded from all traces of any pagam damage b'machshove to one's mind to one's thoughts deeper in one's way of speaking how we speak that it should be b'kedusha 
and how we conduct ourselves that it should be in a way of Kedusha and Tahar. Okay, in Mitzvah, next week we'll, we'll finish this, uh, this little Hagdama. We'll begin to work on the Rambam and on the Shulchan Aruch.